100% Real with Lisa Cabrera. You know, whenever we talk about race relations, there are many in the country that will claim we've come a long way. But whenever we see the way the cops patrol us and we see these incidents of white people calling the police on black people over just a bunch of nothing, and we see how our children are mistreated in school Are we really free? Hell no. No, we're not. Well, back in the day when Malcolm X was still living, he wanted to bring the U.S. up on charges of crimes against humanity. And when you listen to what Malcolm X says, it is amazing of how Everything he said back then still resonate to this very day. So how far did we really go? We didn't come far at all, y'all. And we need to stop allowing people that don't have our best interests at heart try to dictate to us of how things are. And they're not in any position to tell us anything at the end of the day. But it makes you see that even our freedom fighters were doing everything they can to break free from all of the oppression that was going on in the country then as well as now. So I'm going to go ahead and play this audio so you can hear exactly what Malcolm X was saying about bringing the U.S. to the United Nations. Malcolm, just are you prepared to go into the United Nations at this point and ask that charges be brought against the United States for its treatment of American Negroes? Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yes. Please. The audience will have to be quiet. Yes, the, as I pointed out when I was in, during my traveling, that nations look, African nations and Asian nations and Latin American nations look very hypocritical when they stand up in the United Nations condemning the racist practices of South Africa and that which is practiced by Portugal and Angola and saying nothing in the UN about the racist practices uh, that are, that are uh, manifest every day against Negroes in this society. Even in South Africa, those Africans uh, aren't faced with bayonets and aren't faced with police dogs. And I, When I was in Beirut, I saw a picture on the front page of a Negro being beaten in Tennessee, on the front page of the paper in Beirut. When I got to Cairo, I saw the same picture of a Negro being beaten in Tennessee. When I got to Lagos, I saw the same picture. So uh, 
where these African nations, knowing the brutality that is inflicted upon black people in this country, simply because those black people are trying to get what the Supreme Court said they were supposed to have 10 years ago, I, I would be not a man. If I was in a position to bring it in front of the United Nations and didn't do so, I wouldn't be a man. Malcolm, do you intend to lead the charge uh, in the United Nations? Well, I, I find that to say you're going to lead something creates a lot of hostility, division, jealousy, and envy. Uh, I hope to, to work with any group of leaders or any group of organizations to do whatever is necessary to see that this problem is brought before the United Nations. Have you had any commitment from any nations in Africa to support you? I, I would rather not say at this time. But one thing I found in my travels, all of them look at, upon us as their long-lost brother. You realize the implication is that you have had such commitments when you say... This is your interpretation of what I said. One thing that I found in all of my travels was that uh, all of the Africans, not only Africans, but the Asians and the Muslims, look upon us as their long-lost brothers. And America had actually tricked many of them uh, into uh, a hands-off policy by giving them the impression that she was honestly trying to do something to solve the problem. My argument over there was designed to prove that it is impossible for the United States government to solve the race problem. It's impossible for, for a government which has uh, uh, 16 senatorial committees over which 10 are chairman by southern segregationists and 20 uh, congressional committees over which uh, 12 are chairman by southern segregationists. This is a segregationist, racist government that's controlled by people from the South. They can't solve the race problem. Do you intend to take any part in the uh, political campaign this fall? We intend to take part in everything that will get results uh, at uh, eliminating the injustices that uh, our people are confronted with in this country. Politically, economically, anything. Will you support uh, candidates of either of the two parties? We'd rather not say at this time. Are you prepared to work with some of the leaders of the other civil rights organizations? Certainly. Yeah. Certainly. We will work with any uh, groups, organizations, or leaders in any way, as long as it's genuinely designed to get results. And any action on the civil rights bill, how will this affect the direction of your movement? Any action on the civil rights bill? Well, I'm surprised that all of these uh, civil rights groups combined haven't converged on Washington long before now. There you go. And you know what? He made a very good point about segregationists being in the government. And these races are still there now. Why do you think not one piece of legislation is passed on the behalf of the black community other than prison reform <laughs> and, and giving cops more freedom to go out here and do whatever the fuck they want to us. But I would say there are plenty of races in Congress and in the Senate even today because they sure don't show no results to us whenever we have needs and demands. So... Just listening to Malcolm X, that tells me nothing in America has changed. And it's not going to change. These people have etched this government in stone and how they wanted to run it. And they are carrying it out to this very day. If you are white, many things are going to be done for you up in here. You already have a, a ton of 
all kinds of perks. And if you are black, you can always expect nothing. But get out here and pull a lever and keep voting, but you should always expect nothing. Well, that's not going to fly anymore. This is a new day, and black people are woke. Maybe not all of us, but enough of us to make a difference. So sitting there, not talking about our issues, not dealing with the things that are troubling the black community and trying to be on the campaign trail, Democrats, and ignore us, that's not going to do. It's not going to do. It's a new day in America. And if we're not strong in nothing else, we are definitely strong with our vote. Just like you have withheld virtually everything from us, we're now going to withhold our vote from you. And if you think this does not make a difference, ladies and gentlemen, just look at how easy it was for us to eliminate Kamala Harris. All right, she came with that. She can't do nothing just for black people. Look at what happened. She could not drum up enough black support. You won't win with white votes only. White Democrats do not win races. Black people win races in America. So without us, there is no possibility for any Democratic candidate that won't deal with the issue of reparations to get in office. And ladies and gentlemen, they will never pull it off by ignoring us. So... Keep testing us. You will find out in 2020. But Malcolm X, I believe, was a very courageous man. He really put so much of himself on the line for the black community. And people like that are always underappreciated. People like that don't get awarded. People like that do not get propped up unless the black community do the propping like we did for Malcolm X. But the society is so rigged up. If you don't sound like somebody like Candace Owens, you don't get no shine up in here. If you don't sound like Jesse Lee Peterson, you get no shine up in here. So you got to sell out and sacrifice yourself in order to get a platform in America. I ain't cooning out for nobody. Not now, not ever. 
and Brother Malcolm never cooned out. Even down to his last day, he never sold his people out. That's what I want to be like. Never sell out. No sell out. But y'all, please. Y'all all have a wonderful day. And this concludes my podcast for today. I want to thank all of my supporters. You don't know how grateful I am that you support this podcast. And those of you that are not supporters, please consider becoming a supporter. This will enable me to continue on in doing these podcasts for you. Peace, family.